Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into The Hunt in today's review episode. I can show you the world. Just take a look through my eyes. The world continues to turn uh, ever, ever so slowly, and films are continuing to kind of transition into uh, into more and more VOD streaming options. Uh, a couple of more have been announced lately: um, uh, Bloodshot, and I still believe, uh, and a handful of other films are all coming to streaming streaming services, uh, which is great. I think, you know, it's going to be a positive to get all those things. You know, like Birds of Prey and The Gentleman and Doolittle are all coming next Tuesday. Uh, so, there are, you know, like, that's great. And, and, you know, getting those movies to more people is, is a good thing. Uh, but for me, it doesn't have much of an effect when I've seen all these movies. Uh, I still believe notwithstanding. And, uh, eh, I don't know. I guess... I saw I Can Only Imagine, so maybe I'll see I Still Believe, but eh, it's a coin flip. Uh, but that having been said, uh, today we are going to talk about The Hunt, The Hunt, uh, which has quite a bit of a controversy surrounding it, and uh, so we'll see what there is to talk about there. Um, and that's it. Uh, you know, this is going to, like Wednesday's episode, this is going to be a pretty short one, too. Uh, next week, we have, of course, the final episode of the MCU Retrospective, uh, Part 10, where finally Meg and I will go through our own uh, individual ratings for every movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We will compare them against each other. Um, we will compare them against a list, uh, a collaborative list that we have um, asked others to uh, contribute to. If you want your voice heard in that list, you can just send an email um circle of film at gmail.com with that list find me on twitter at circle of film we'll get you involved make sure that um the will of the people uh is is what is followed and then also next week uh either wednesday or friday i'm not sure which order this will be in but the two episodes next week are going to be the 19 top 10 19 teens born actors as well as a review of emma uh, Emma is on VOD and streaming tomorrow uh, as of recording, so I'm recording this on Thursday. Emma comes out on streaming uh, Friday when this episode is released. Uh, so check that out uh, if you can over the weekend. I've heard good things. I've heard a lot of good things about Emma. We will certainly be watching it, having not been able to see it in theaters uh, before everything kind of came crashing down. So those two episodes will be Wednesday and Friday next week. Uh, but I, again, I'm un unsure as to which one will be what day just yet. Uh, that'll be more of a, a time thing since presumably the episode will be required less time to record. And uh, we'll see where we get, uh, see, see where the time is to record. Uh, Meg is now working from home. Uh, pretty much about like 75, 25 uh, at this point, I think. Uh, maybe a little higher than that, to be honest. But um, yeah. That's where we're at. So, we're going to talk about The Hunt, 2020 film, directed by Craig Zobel. 
Uh, if you're not familiar with Craig Zobel, he's had a couple of films, including Z for Zachariah back in 2015. But one that I pr- really like uh, and probably his greatest claim to fame is Compliance from 2012. Uh, if you haven't seen this, I really urge you to check it out. Uh, it stars Pat Healy, Bill Camp, and Ann Dowd, among a couple of other you know unknowns. And Compliance is uh, during a really busy... Uh, day at a restaurant uh, a young woman uh, a police officer calls and um, is is kind of involved in a uh, theft case and a lot of it happens remotely over the phone with the police officer and so the police officer is getting other people to comply to his demands uh, and and you know he is on his way there and is asking them to kind of take uh, Take a step forward as far as you know handling the uh, the theft case and and the person involved. So uh, a lot of it's a very dramatic tension tension filled film. I haven't seen it in quite a while, so you know I don't know if it's it holds up quite as well as a uh, as it did when I saw it uh, back in January of 2013. So either way, I liked Compliance quite a bit. That said, I wasn't particularly look I was kind of looking forward to the hunt but understanding like all the political controversy around this movie and and as well as the the shooting controversies and such um kind of put me off of it a bit uh, I was supposed to come out last week last year they pushed it uh pushed the release date due to uh how many shootings were going on in the, in the vicinity of when it was supposed to come out which I guess I understand it still frustrates me that that is kind of how things are treated. I get that some pieces of media can be triggering, and, and I respect that. But honestly, like they'd, you know, I, I forget exactly the timeline that uh, all that took place. But you know, presumably there were trailers already, there were promotional materials out already, and uh, at that point, like the things that are triggering are already out there. You know, if you want people to take down the posters, you want people to take down the signs and so on, uh, that's fine. But, like, the movie, I don't know. I feel like the movie should have just come out. I don't like that it's, it feels like censorship to me. Um, I don't know. It it just, uh, it's a strange thing. And then I'm not going to get too deep into that issue in this point. And I am sure I'm not entirely qualified to, to dive into it anyway so uh on the on the political side of things though i had heard a lot of people talking about how you know this is a movie about uh, this is a pro-liberal film uh with anti-conservative with an anti-conservative agenda i'd heard the opposite i've heard uh, a wide swath of uh interpretations in between those uh diametrically opposed positions and that really i don't have a lot of interest in i not that I, I don't care about like the political viewpoints of the films that I'm watching, but if a film is going that far out of its way to be, you know, if, it, if it's trying to present, uh, you know, one side is right and one side is stupid and, and so on and so forth, I don't know. That's not the kind, that, that's not a movie. That's, you know, it's, it's just, um, it's, it's, it's kind of like the worst version of what Michael Moore makes. And I think Michael Moore has, you know, his own style and, and he does his own thing. 
And generally speaking, in my opinion, uh, as as slanted as Michael Moore's films are, uh, they are still uh, driving at the what is true and what is right. Uh, and so, you know, you may or may not agree with what he thinks politically. Um, I typically do. Uh, I, I, you know, I'd have to look down at I'm sure there are things we disagree on, but uh, the documentaries that he's made, I think, as left-leaning as they are, uh, generally speaking, drive at, you know, a, a true point. Um, whereas uh, not not all films that are, are sort of quote-unquote propaganda have that driving point. And I think that separates them from being worth seeing and not worth your time um there have been a handful of films like that uh over the past couple of years and uh, that i've been you know more aware of than others and and i'm sure many films before that i've seen a ton a ton of you know world war ii propaganda films from the the 40s which are just awful to me i I hate it they're awful they're bad they're they're there's very very little you know cinematic merit to those movies and so I was really worried that that's what the hunt was going to be. That it was going to be kind of propaganda. And I didn't know which way it was going to be directed. And it may have been the case where it was a very subjective experience. And, you know, you take out what you put into it. And if you come into this movie as conservative, then you either, then you come out of it thinking it was anti-conservative. If you come in as a liberal, you come in thinking it's anti-liberal. Uh, I, I don't know if either of those are... I really had a tough time trying to pin down the the viewpoints of this movie in any real sense and i think that's i I think that's a big problem it has because it is so clearly entrenched in politically political ideal ideologies uh the general premise uh taking um a page out of uh the greatest game uh story and and adaptation uh, a group of very rich very wealthy liberal people uh, kidnap and drag and uh, set up about a dozen, I think it's a dozen, um, strangers, randos, uh, presumably lower class um, people who, uh, and, and just kind of release them into the woods and uh, to kill, which is uh, pretty terrifying. And parts of the early movie, early parts of the movie are played for laughs, played comedically. There's a lot of, uh, subversion as to which character we're going to be following with a couple of big names showing up early on and um you know the one that actually is the is the main character isn't you know it's you're not really sure who it's going to be and so when we get you know further along into the film and we kind of get to know some of the characters that you know are fighting against these rich liberals and we get a little more of the backstory as to what spawned uh, this particular hunt and, and how it came to be. Uh, you know, if this movie was told from the perspective of the liberals and you know, it was all about them killing these other lower class people, uh, even then, I don't know if it would be completely pro-liberal, but it's absolutely not pro-liberal in my opinion. Uh, it demonizes all of them uh, you know, obviously it gives them the dialogue of, you know, how, uh, I don't know, the, there's a lot of, you know, one-liners that these characters are given that 
I've heard a lot on, I've seen a lot on Twitter and on the news and everywhere else that uh, are just very reductive and, and it, you know, definitely seems to be poking fun at liberals in a lot of ways. On the other hand, uh, I wouldn't really call it pro-conservative either. Uh, if the lower class members of this hunt, if the hunted are representative of the lower conservative class, uh, they're you know they're made fun of and and reduced to their simplest uh, their, their lowest common denominator just as much. Uh, they throw around the same sort of lingo. Uh, there are a lot of sequences where uh, some of these got these characters are um, portrayed racist, misogynist, sexist, uh, xenophobic, uh, which is you know often often not always but um one of the sort of tropey characteristics that is put on you know lower class conservative people and you know liberal elite conservative redneck aside like both of those groups are portrayed poorly both of those groups are portrayed um in a, in a just poor way and and i i I think at the end of the day, the movie centers on a character, our main character, that finds herself in between uh, those two worlds, and you're not sure at the end of the movie exactly where she fits in, and I think that is a common, that is the commentary that this movie seems to be offering that I responded to the most in less so that like I feel that way and more so that the world feels that way. I think you end up with a lot of people yelling at, you know, their TVs, yelling on Twitter, yelling at, you know, everyone that, and you end up with this impression that you have to be one or the other. You know, if you, you have to be a MAGA loving Trump supporter, uh, ride or die with the Republicans, or you have to be, um, you know, a liberal, uh, it's a lot harder for me to do it for the liberal side, uh, than it is for the conservative side, but, uh, you know, liberal, uh, pro-choice, um, you know, feminist Democrat. And I, I think there are a lot of people who feel the need to pick a side. Um, a lot of people who are general, genuinely in the middle. And this movie kind of feels aimed at that person. And I think if you're on one side or the other, it's going to be pretty difficult to uh, ignore a lot of the uh, insults lobbed at you and your quote-unquote group. Uh, but if you're in the middle, I think you can kind of... St if, if you're in the middle or if you can... If you're on a side of either of either side and are able to kind of step back a little and... and not quite, not involve yourself, not take as much baggage into this movie as you might have, uh, you can kind of step back and appreciate that it, it's more of a, you know, two toddlers sitting in a sandbox, like, waving their arms at each other in, in mock play fight, and knowing that neither of them is right, neither of them is wrong, uh, neither of them is good, neither of them is bad, and the, and the truth lies somewhere in the middle. I think is what this movie is trying to say. That's how the movie is presenting uh, the situation and, and this, this, uh, these, these 
sides of the political spectrum. Um, that said, uh, if it really was doing that, and, and if it was doing that effectively, I would probably like the movie a lot more. As it is, the movie is very muddled. It took a lot. You know, I saw this movie on, um, let's see, it's the 19th right now. I saw it about six days ago. Uh, it was the last movie I saw in theaters, as it turns out, before the virus hit. And unfortunately, I think the movie takes too long to get to that point it's trying to make. And by the time it reaches that point, it is it has spent a lot of time utilizing bad dialogue the writing especially the dialogue is really really awful in this movie uh it has caricatures for characters uh with the exception of our main character uh and you know those are things that work based on the, the general theme that i think i've pulled out of this movie but if that theme doesn't show its face until like an hour into it You've just give you've just made me spend an hour rolling my eyes at you know everybody you know at, at Ethan Suplee yelling at uh, a brown person for you know being an illegal immigrant and you know or or at um, I don't know one of the liberal elites um, two of the like the liberal elites arguing over you know what is the proper way to address someone with black skin. And, you know, I, I don't know, like, without that rapper presented early on in the film, those scenes are just very, very frustrating and, and very cringeworthy to watch, uh, which is problematic, problematic in your movie. Uh, and I don't, I don't know really what the solution is. I don't know how you frame this movie, um in the beginning, the way it ends up being framed, uh, without kind of, you know, giving up the ghost a little bit, uh, which, I don't know, maybe that's worth it, because there's a lot of, you know, when we're following our main character, so Betty Gilpin uh, is phenomenal in this movie, I loved her performance, I love, she's very physical, she really knows how to lead can really lead an action film and i would buy her as an action hero hero uh moving forward and a lot of the movie is sort of her no nonsense straightforward i don't give a shit uh attitude uh which is great and i love that i think she does a great job with it her dialogue is is very stilted and and she makes it work even if it's not generally very well written but at the end of the day, you end up with this movie that is uh, missing a lot of just pivotal aspects um, to uh, to to uh, what am I, uh, missing a lot of the pivotal aspects that it requires to make it engaging, um, and it kind of relies solely on. Gilpin's performance, which is good, but when it's flanked by Suplee and, and the rest of these kind of wackos who are either far too stereotypically conservative, far too stereotypically liberal, uh, you know, I just it doesn't give me any pleasure to watch watch this film kind of play out, uh, which is a a fair bit depressing. Um, so to that end, I, I think. I don't know, it just, um, 
don't know. It, it ends up being a film that, like, for moments of it, I, I could enjoy myself. I could get into it. Uh, but for the vast majority of it, I was just rolling my eyes. And so it's not terrible, but uh, it's it's very underwhelming. And uh, given all the hype that surrounded it and the controversy and everything, it was like, ugh. Uh, which, for me, did more harm than good, it ends up being lackluster. Lackluster. Um, which is kind of where we land. Uh, outside of uh, Betty Gilpin, uh, the other performances I thought were too exaggerated, uh, too over-the-top. Uh, the effects are solid, uh, you know, that I never once thought that what I was seeing wasn't actually happening. Uh, the, the blood, the, the deaths, the explosions all worked for me. There was one scene that I thought was really, really well done. Actually, um, there's a body on the ground. I think they were, were shot by arrows and, uh, the cameras like kind of resting on the ground pointed at this person and from out of frame, we just see this grenade roll up and, and kind of nestle itself next to the body. And I think the score kind of uh, cuts out as if it's going to explode and nothing happens. And you hear off screen a couple of characters arguing about, oh, did you pull the pin? Did you pull the pin? Did you pull the pin? And of course, uh, the answer is no, because the grenade did not explode. And I, I thought... That moment, and uh, if you do watch the movie, I'll, I'll with restrain from sharing the, the second half of that moment, but I thought the, the conclusion of that moment was really well done. It, it was very comedic in its timing, and I think if, if more care, if that amount of care had been placed on the rest of this movie, uh, it, could have been, it could have been a very solid and an enjoyable experience. Uh, but as it was, I... You know, I, I couldn't couldn't fully fully uh, engage myself in it, which is a shame. Which is a shame. Had had a had a few high hopes back when it was announced and and sort of became a, a an issue and a thing. And and now it's yeah, now it's not so much, not so much. So uh, that being said, uh, that's it really for the hunt. I. I thought it was underwhelming um i think if you are interested in watching it uh don't let me scare you off of it but just if you do lean one direction politically uh i would say try to ease back uh when you're watching this movie and, and appreciate the the larger message that it may be going for maybe that being said, uh, thank you for listening to today's episode. It does mean a lot. Like I, I had said last uh, on Wednesday, that I ideally we will be doing continue to do three episodes a week up until the end of March and reassess if that is uh, functionally possi- possible uh, going into April. Uh, it might reduce to two episodes a week, maybe one. Uh, we'll have to see how the time works, how the new releases are working, and so on and so forth. If you'd like to find more episodes of the show, there are so many. Uh, so you, if you have a lot of time to kill, uh, there's a lot of lot of time to listen. Find them on iTunes, Stitcher, Plays, where podcasts can be found. You can also head over to the website, circleoffilm.com. We can find all of the previous episodes and much, much more. If you'd like to find me, like I said earlier, uh, 
uh, Twitter at Circle of Film, Letterboxd at Circle of Film, or email circleoffilm at gmail.com. You can support the show, like it, rate it, review it, subscribe to it, tell somebody about it, or just listen. Uh, especially at this point in time uh, where people are losing their jobs, unable to work. Uh, listening is the, the best support I can ask for. Uh, there is a patron at patreon.com slash circle of film, uh, which, it, hey, if you if you want to you wanna join, you want to subscribe, um, that's wonderful. It's a great thing. Uh, but don't if uh, you can't. You know, if it would put you at a economically disadvantageous uh, position. Cannot end the episode without thanking Brian. Thank you, Brian. You are a wonderful, wonderful patron and uh, so generous. Thank you so much. It means a lot. It's like fun. Uh, that's it. Thank you for listening. <laughs> and uh, as always, have a week. So long, farewell. I'll be the same goodnight. I know. She'll never leave me, even as she fades from view. So long, farewell, I'll be to say adieu. Nothing's really left or lost without a trace. Nothing's gone forever, only out of place. So long, farewell, oh, what I'll be to say. Wait a minute. Wait a minute.